1: Good morning, Cleveland. We're back. Week two. And this time, we're the favorite.
0: And not just the favorite, double digit favorite, as predicted.
1: 12 and a half point favorites against the mighty 1 0 Houston, former Browns Texans.
0: Yeah. I have to appreciate Nick Chubb's quote. Nick, what do you see when you see the Browns, de- the Texans defense? I see a lot of guys that used to be here, <laughs> so he 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 got that one nailed. That's for sure. But yeah, uh, obviously Houston is in love with some of the former Browns players. Obviously their scouts are big fans, and Kevin Stefanski putting a little bulletin board material up, posting all over Browns facility. Houston one and zero, Cleveland zero and one. Ooh, Kevin, play nice, my friend. note So, Jack, we look at the Texans. They obviously beat the hapless Jaguars in week one. You know, I kind of wondered if about uh, Trevor Lawrence in his first, we'll say it start in the NFL. I actually, in my confidence, had pretty good confidence that he, uh, that the Texans would win this game. So when you look overall at the Texans, what do you see?
1: (sighs) I'm still in a mixture of, I don't really know if I'm going to be honest. It's just one where the Jags are obviously bad. Did I think they would be as bad as they were? No. I almost want a another test on them to see how bad they're going to be. I don't think they're 12 and a half point underdogs bad.
0: Yeah. I, that's a lot of points, but also They did hang 37 points last week. So this is an offense. If you'd have told me that Tyrod Taylor and a, you know, a Houston, I should say led by Tyrod Taylor was going to score 37 points. I probably would have taken the under on that. And then they did only give up 21 points. So I was kind of like, okay, but I mean, we've seen Tyrod. I mean, we kind of know what he's about. We know that if you give him a little bit, he's can make you pay for, minor to medium, you know, quality airs, you know, in terms of like the difficulty for him to read it, obviously if it's some minor thing on the back end of the Browns defense, I don't think Tyrod is like Patrick Mahomes where all of a sudden, but being by the boom, 75 yards later, they're in the end zone. Right. So we kind of know what it is, but I did find it interesting. They had the fifth ranked special teams in week one. So obviously this is an area that all of those former Brown special teamers uh,
1: is, is there, is
0: there one down there that, that you know of Jack I I can't seem to remember
1: the man the myth the legend the greatest Thomas to ever play for the Cleveland Browns <laughs> Mr. Tavier
0: Thomas Yeah Tavier Thomas obviously down there with the Texans um you know just kind of running through the <laughs> the the players that you may look at and find familiar Pharaoh Brown is down there Tyrod Taylor is obviously down there Justin McCray is down there. That's just on the offensive side of the ball on the defensive side, Christian Kirksey's down there. Eric Murray's down there, um, recently added to the injury. So I think his season might be cut short. Vincent Taylor was down there and our guy money, Mitch down there as well. I obviously adding in uh, special, uh, special teams, Maven ace Tavier Thomas. So yeah, quite a lot of names down there. They do have a Joe Thomas down there, but he's a linebacker, so don't get confused that, you know, Joe pulled one out and is all of a sudden playing, so don't don't get confused by that.
1: But now it's one where we should it should be a comfortable win. They've obviously shown their hand that they're, they're that confident that they're going to win that they've happily resting OBJ, which I think is the smart move. If you need OBJ to beat the Houston Texans, then you're not competing for a Super Bowl as simple as that.
0: Yeah, I would agree. And I think this is one of those ones where with 12 points, it's a lot. I think the Browns, you know, one of the reasons I think I just kind of after rewatching the game, I was going to kind of go back and I started looking on Twitter and people started breaking down some of the big plays of the game. And I think it just goes to show that the Browns are a good team. They weren't a great team last Sunday against the Chiefs, and they had areas that obviously they can improve on. I think being humbled in week one is actually going to be a good thing. I look for them to come out and just have a very strong performance. You know, I, th- I think offensively they should be able to make their way um, against the Texans. There's nobody really on that defense that, you know, frankly scares me. Um, so I think this is a one where you come in, you you know, sharpen the pencils, you get down to the basics, you you know, you start. Going to maybe the basics in terms of what your offense and defense is. I don't think you're going to see any massive trick plays or, you know, the Jarvis Landry option throw. And it's not, listen, we've been in this position for where teams said this about us, but I look at the Texans and I see a team that luckily will win four games all year. And it's if all the cards are played right. So this is a game I think the Browns need to really just lean on them early on offense, you know, get up 24, 10, 24-6 at halftime. And then you can bring in the Ernest Johnson's and stuff like that. Get some guys, some reps and just, you know, run this one out.
1: Yeah. I I think we're actually going to see some reps for Higgins this today uh, on Sunday. I think you're going to see a few other players, yeah. Get get some time. It's going to be interesting seeing the continual development of Schwartz, who rated the number one rookie wide receiver in the NFL for PFF. So uh, I think we're going to see some deep stuff um, if they get messy, and especially if you can get onto the other safety, Justin Reed's obviously a good, good player. If you can get onto the other safety,
0: our boy Eric Murray, yeah.
1: Then <laughs> yeah, we uh, know we know how he does. Fun.
0: Well, and I think. <laughs> You know, when we talk about the rating, right. Cause I know that Jedrick Wills had a little fun talking about the PFF grading in terms of the offensive line play. But when you talk about why did Anthony Schwartz grade out at like what the eighth best receiver overall, I think in the NFL top rookie, it's because the Browns sat there and said, this is what you do well, Rook in your first game. And that's all we're going to have you do. So it's not like one of those ones where he was in taking an abundance of snaps and kind of just, not exactly putting himself in a position to succeed. So when we talk about good coaching, when we talk about, you know, development of players, it's Chad O'Shea, it's Alex Van Pelt, it's Kevin Stefanski saying, okay, I'm going to give you 30 snaps, Anthony Schwartz. And of those half of them, I think 18 of them were passing downs. And of those, you're going to be targeted on these types of routes. And boom, all of a sudden he comes in, he fills the role. And I think that's what we saw from that Browns offense. We saw... Baker Mayfield navigating an offense. We saw him delivering the ball on time and in the right locations. You know that that throw to Najoku he made just impressed me so much. And when I went back and watched it, you just you look at like Tom Brady on Thursday night. And he's just putting balls in windows, and you're like, how in the name of the holy Moses does he get that ball in there? We saw Baker do it a couple of times. Now, obviously, the interception at the end, but you know that happens to all the guys. But you look at Najoku, you know, and you talk about the offensive line just giving him the time to develop. And when you look at this Houston Texans defense, I mean, I, I I, listen, I like money Mitchell. The fact that he's a starting cornerback with former first round bust Vernon Hargraves, I I would attack him. I attack him early and often. These linebackers, we think we have bad linebackers, Christian Kirksey, their number one graded player out, you know, is sitting in the middle, but on each side of him. You've got former first round pick Zach Cunningham and Cam McGregor Hill, you know who they brought in as a free agent. And it's just like these guys, I think this is going to be a day where Hooper, Njoku, Harrison Bryant, I want to match these linebackers up in coverage. I'd hit them with play action. I'd hit them with Chubb. I'd hit them with a deep route here and there. You know, just we'll send Schwartz on a fly. Let Baker just kind of get into the game early. I think this is one of those ones where the PFF guys are going to all stand up and applaud because I think the Browns are going to come out, throw in early, loosen this defense up, and then I think it's going to go straight pound town, baby. Not Brownstown like Andre Knott's new podcast, but pound town, baby, because I think we're going to see a lot of just in that second half, Chubb, Hunt, Ernest. probably maybe even see some Demetri Felton out of the backfield.
1: Yeah, and no, as soon as we get ahead, if you can find some props at like halftime, for uh, like the under on Baker passing then I'd be all over them
0: yeah because it's just one of those things where you you want to make sure I mean we the one positive that came out of the bad from Kansas City was the x-rays being negative on Jedrick Wills you know I've seen a couple people post these things about the cleats he wears so I'll be curious to see if the Browns kind of get with him and it, it seems like that ankle is given him a little bit of that little bit of issue. So I'm curious what they do there. I also saw that they added Jack Conklin to the injury report. He sat out practice today with a knee issue. And I think Chris Hubbard had a little bit of a tricep thing. So the edges of our offensive line, given Wills, Conklin, and now Hubbard, you know, give me a little bit of a cause for concern. I'll be curious to see if any of these in injuries linger on uh, till Sunday. But yeah, at this point, I think the Browns need to lean on, you know, what it is they do best. And let's just get out of Brown stadium. Let's get, you know, home, home opener. Let's get the win. Let's get the, you know, the back on the 500 train where, like I said, I don't think we're going to lose a game for a couple of weeks, but you know, this is one of those ones where I want everybody to come out healthy. I think you're going to see some pretty high PFF grades. I mean, obviously we're citing that we're going to watch the game and know who's doing well, but I think this is a, this is a little bit of a pad your stats kind of game for these guys. I think that's what we're going to see.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think, if there there is a chance obviously they would just rest wills if hubbard's back and fully pumped that they go actually we're not going to risk you um i think we'll probably see an increase in 12 personnel this week um because why not if if they need some support there's no harm leaving Hooper and Njoku in there just pre snap obviously you can quick block and go um but they might go they might go soon.
0: 22 and bring Janovich in as well and then you you know, if they really want to just kind of say, hey guys, Schwartz, Landry, Peoples Jones, Higgins, whoever it is we want to put on the outside, you know, we'll bring one, we'll bring one wide receiver and two tight ends and two full two running backslash fullbacks. Let's not, it's one of those things where you're playing your little brother mad, right? Let's just let's just dial it down. Let's just get out of here. Let's make this a nice, quick, short, easy game, you know, 50, 60 snaps on offense, hang 30 points. That the defense, you know, maybe get a couple turnovers, a couple sacks, because gosh, we know Tyrod's capable of it, right?
1: Nah, uh, yeah, it, we should light it up. And for the defense, I th- I think it's one where it's likely to be a slightly more congested field. I know Tyrod did make one re- really impressive throw. Um, we just absolutely launched it, but I think it's one where they can bring it in a little bit more, look to control the game, and we'll go from. People demanding Joe Woods gets fired to like Joe Woods for assistant of the year.
0: I'm telling you, it, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like Joe Woods at this point is kind of like the, he's like the prettiest, you know, what the ugliest girl at the pretty girl party. I mean, it's like he's on this coaching staff that everybody's praising and talking about all this stuff. And they're like, well, we have to find one fault. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's get the guy in the last two games that's gone up against Patrick Mahomes and, you know, start saying, oh, oh. Travis Kelsey, it's like, yeah, okay, Travis Kelsey said how many different tight end records, and he's pretty much going to do this against every single, so if that's your parameter, is Joe Woods couldn't stop Travis Kelsey, I would love to find the defensive coordinator that stops Travis Kelsey, and it's not one of those ones where it's like, the Chiefs are up 35 nothing, and Travis Kelsey's on the bench, and some stat reader comes and goes, Oh, he five catches for 60 yards against that defense, it's like, yeah, but he was on his bum for half the game, because they were just, you know, throttling him.
1: No, nah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I'd I, It should be a good opportunity to get some more of these youngsters in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see it on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I
0: want I want to see, you know, I'm hoping Grant Delpit, maybe can make his, you know, Cleveland Browns debut. He's a guy I want to see out there. Hopefully the Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, I, that's why I say. I hope he gets out there. Even honestly, Jack, if it's for 10, 11 snaps, you know, we said in week one, Andrew Billings wasn't gonna play a lot. I think he finished with 11 snaps. Joe Jackson, 10 snaps. I'm good if Grant Delpit gives me 10 to 15 snaps. Ronnie Harrison, keep your damn head about you. I get it. Whatever. I'm gonna need a little bit more out of you. I wanna see, I wanna see him play a full game. It seems like I go to watch him against the Jags, he blows his shoulder in the first play. Like I don't I I have trouble remembering Ronnie Harrison in a full game. So can you give me one of these, Ronnie?
1: Give me one. Just give me this one, is, buddy. This is lost here year here anyway he, he, his agent means there's no contract extension coming in Cleveland he's got the true Rosenhaus treatment and he is out of here hey listen look what Najoku did to Drew he said I want to stay in Cleveland so the tides
0: they are a change in there Mr. Duffin the tides they are a change
1: oh no no, I'm, I'm saying he, he either needs to change his agent or he's changing team Well, at this point, he doesn't really have too many legs
0: to stand on. It's not like, you know, John Gruden came out and said that Ronnie Harrison was the best player he ever coached. So that Monday night game was wild. I'll tell you that much, but good to see the Radfords lose, but yeah. Who else on defense? Who, you, you know, we talked a little bit about the offense. I think, I think you're going to see a pretty vanilla game on offense, but defensively I want to see the Browns, you know, I want to see them flex their muscle. So where do you think the, the flex is going to come from this defensive side of the
1: ball? I'm really intrigued to see what they do with the linebacker call. I, 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 I do want to see less of them, but if there's a chance they're going to run a lot, then there's an argument for it. Getting guys out there, I want to see the breakout game for Jok. That's what I'd love to see. When you say breakout, what do you what do you want to see? I want to see a moment where he changes. The game He makes
0: a play like a tackle for loss.
1: Yeah, I it, think it could be that. Ideally, yeah, you want an interception, but push that one side right. i want something where he an blows up year,
0: you know i don't want an intercept if he gets one great but
1: linebackers don't get tons of picks i want him to just blow up a drive just is something he does stops the drive whether yeah, it could be a tackle for a loss it could be a sack it could be anything but i just want to see him do something where he kills a drive well ironically
0: enough and you know a lot of people are talking about this in terms of linebackers what we were going to do I, if you went back, the, one of the interesting things I saw on the defensive side of the ball was Anthony Walker played all but one snap. I think he played 62 out of 63. He came out with that—that that, I think it was a cramp or something like that. He was out for a snap. The next closest linebacker was JOK at 25 snaps. So they went one linebacker is going to play primarily all of our snaps, and then JOK 25 snaps, Mac Wilson 22, Takitaki Taki 22, Malcolm Smith 17. So there you go right so this is a one linebacker defense with a linebacker by committee defense right so i think if you do get grand Elpert back and you do have ronnie harrison out there i think we might see some of that dime you know we've been yearning for it give me them three safeties baby and you know mj stewart obviously slid in and played for ronnie harrison so who knows maybe if 75 percent of the snaps are mj stewart in that dime and 25% or Grant Delpit, I'm good with that. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, Denzel and uh, Greg Newsome and MJ Stewart and John Johnson and Ronnie Harrison. I wouldn't. I, I, You know what? I'll take that all day, every day. Throw me my front four and then give me Anthony Walker plus whatever linebacker you think is, you know, in the, in the best graces of the coaching staff. But, you know, I thought Tack McKinley, I think this is a game where – bringing his speed in, you know, Laramie Tunsil, he was, he was a little bit better in pass blocking than he was in run blocking. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't gone back and why I watched like bits and pieces of the Texans game, but I didn't stare at the offensive line and see, you know, but this is an offensive line who I think, you know, just based on the names alone, I think we're going to be able to get some pressure and, you know, the Browns defense. I mean, did you see the miles Garrett pressure
1: stack? stats stats 25% 25.
0: That's that's insane for, for those out there, the, all of our, you know, foreigners, that means that 25% of the time that miles Garrett rushed in a past, you know, on a pass snap, he got pressure on the quarterback. I think the second was what eight.
1: It's nine? still really high.
0: Yeah. I mean, Max Crosby, I think was the second one. It was like eight or nine. And I think he had eight hurries or eight pressures in like 60 something snaps. And miles had eight in. 20, 32 snaps. I mean, it was insane.
1: So, yeah. just Garrett had 32 pass rush snaps.
0: Yeah, and eight pressures. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's just, that's, no, I'm telling you, that is that is ungodly, and that's why he is a $25 million player. But, you know, also we saw, you know, Malik McDowell making his impression. I mean, he, Jack, he's going to be a problem for teams. He is going to be a problem. And the fact that the Browns had him cheap. <laughs>
1: for three years. <gasps>
0: Oh, Mr. Barry, Mr. Barry, you know, and honestly, we, we, we've seen this happen to other teams in the league where they bring a guy in who's had a troubled past and we go, why does that never work in Cleveland? You don't have the culture. You don't have the success. I mean, the fact that Malik McDowell's out there, you know, thanking his mom and stuff like that after the game, because she got to see her dream and, I'm telling you, when when you heard that story about him making the calls to her when he was in prison and then making the calls to her when he made the roster, I think this guy is motivated by things that we just don't understand, right? I think that there's there's a fire in him that knows, and I wouldn't be surprised if maybe after two years, the Brown give him some extension, you know, that, that gives him that carrot, right? That says, okay, we have you for three years. We're going to play out these on a cheap deal, but we're willing to invest in you long term here's that carrot to dangle out in front of them and say, you know, come in your fourth year, we're going to pay you like you should. Because remember, that's going to be kind of when the miles money starts, you know, getting out of that guarantee. So, you know, I think, I think Andrew's doing that pretty right there. Um, I'm I'm curious to see Troy Hill. I think he had a little bit of a, a little bit of a struggle. I'm I'm picking other guys on defense that I want to see. I think we're going to see a little bit more Jordan Elliott. I think you're going to see him. So I think we are probably going to see a little more Billings though. I, I think 11
1: snaps, they got him. It's under his feet. I think he's the guy you're going to see out there a little bit more as well. An interesting one on the depth chart is um, MJ Stewart's now listed as a strong safety.
0: Correct. Yeah, I did see that. And I know they've been cross-training him, but in the dime you could technically have Ronnie Harrison it's and MJ Stewart, right? So it's it's kind of a cross it's kind of a cross safety, you know, if you're going to like, at one point we saw the Browns go to quarters defense where they played all corners. So if you go to cover three, where you utilize one corner, maybe on the boundary side, and then you could have two safeties play over the top. I mean, cover one, even if you want to take John Johnson out deep and then play zone underneath. I mean, you could, you could run a lot of different concepts out of that. And I think that's really what Joe Woods wants to do. And then all of a sudden, like, I got a tackle that's now where that Miles Garrett has got the pressure and then boom, all of a sudden JOK comes in on the blind side and good night, Irene. So I want to see a little creativity. I think this is going to be Joe Woods' redemption game.
1: No, I'd, I'd like to see just another really strong game from Greg Newsom. Greg Greg Newsom just uh, the, there was never really a moment where we I like, noticed him. And then that's like the most positive thing you can say about a corner. If you sat there chatting about a corner, either they've made a worldy play, which is rare or, they've done something horrendously wrong and his debut just kind of went completely under the radar and how he only was was targeted one time. The guy caught a little underneath route. He broke the tackle.
0: So, you know, that's something he's going to learn on, but yeah, I think it was a guy, I believe his name was Jack Duffin, used to say it was cornerback was one of the harder positions for rookies when you look at it in terms of turning out performances right away. And that's why, especially first round guys, and that's why these UDFAs would come in and the percentage, I think you put up the stat about the percentage of starting corners that UDFAs are higher than most of the other positions in the NFL. And it's because a lot of these guys just don't have strong technique. I didn't see any of that from Greg Newsome.
1: Yeah, no, so the the data says if you take a first-round corner and you expect him to be the one, it's just unmitigated disaster. Um, (laughs) But if you're not asking him to be the one, the history is they play okay. Um, And luckily we're in a position where we're not asking him to be the one. That could be a challenge if Denzel Wall goes down, um, that you could see his play really deteriorate, and that's not his fault. Um, You're not asking him to come in and be... a a stud um, you just need him to be good perfect and uh,
0: that's what they want yeah that, that's what they want I mean JC Horn in his you know opening debut I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken I think he had a halfway decent game he was pretty much right up there um, in terms of what Greg Newsom has um, and then the other one was a Patrick Sertain and if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe he graded out very well. I think he struggled. I remember watching him get beat on the uh, the one pass route down the sidelines. I remember him getting beat on that one. So, listen, I think it just shows the type of people, the type of characters, the type of football players they want to be brought in here. And, you know, it's kind of hard to extrapolate and form opinions on players. We saw one game. You know, all this stuff at this point is anecdotal. But but no, the one thing I want to see is no more drop snaps, Mr. Gillen.
1: Oh yeah, uh, if if he makes another mistake this season, he's got he's probably gone after this season anyway, just because he's in a position where he's a restricted free agent and they're probably not gonna pay him what is it, the 2.4 million next year. Um so they're gonna get someone else in, likely. Yeah, I mean I definitely don't
0: think I mean, obviously, in his one punt, his one kick was obviously good i think it was a 52 yarder but like it's just even i've watched that play a few times and i'm like i just i'm curious if he just thought he could run it and that's why he didn't just try to because generally when that ball hits the ground right as a punter you got to be thinking the second i pick this up my head's up to see is there somebody at my feet and if there's not it is a one half step short pooch punt And you just do anything and everything you can to roll that thing out of there off your foot. So I feel like he hesitated. Then he tried to get around the defender, which he was then clear again, get it out there again. You know, and he just, he didn't do it. So I prefer, I think he's got to show me something. I I just, I haven't seen much from the special teams. I just haven't seen much. We haven't gotten the boost. You know, we talk about Baltimore in all those years. You know, they would get a boost from their special teams. The Browns just haven't had it returns and punts and punt blocks i mean the steelers trailing in the game sent the house at buffalo and stuffed it for a touchdown when was the last time the browns did something like that i mean denzel ward i remember blocked a field goal from justin tucker a couple of years ago but outside of that i can't think of any game impactful plays that we've had on special teams
1: I, it's true i i think they'll improve across the season because we did basically get rid of all the was it eight of the top 10 special teamers in the off season? Most important um, time of year. Shout out, buddy. But uh, I, I think it was MJ Stewart and um, Janovich are the top two um, left over from last season. I think literally all the other top guys went. So it's one way. I, th- I think it will take a little bit of time. Hopefully we'll get there. Um, Mm, A little breaking news out of
0: Dallas. Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence has suffered a broken foot in practice out indefinitely. Ouch. As Skip Bayless says the no D and Demarcus broken foot. That is that defense is already struggling now losing their best pass rusher. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we wonder why Stefanski and the guys take it easy on Miles and Jadavian. These guys don't practice. Yeah, they're not breaking their foot in a meaningless practice either way.
1: But no, it should be a fun game. Um, What's your I prediction? Think it's going to be a pretty relaxed game. Um, don't, as Ian said early on, don't expect the wild. Don't expect anything flashy and exciting. It's just going to be business as usual. A lot of running in the second half. Um, if we're ahead. What do you think the final? What do you got? Well, let's, let's do the bookie line. So, the bookie line is 12 and a half spread. So, we're looking at the total 48, of 48. Right? Yeah. So we're expecting to... it to be 18 for the Texans and Browns 30. Um,
0: I'm taking the Browns over 30. I would take over 30. I'm going with Browns 34, Texans 16.
1: I'm going to go... Twenty-one thirty-six.
0: You think they're going to put up 21 points? I th- mm, uh,
1: man, mm, that's I think a lot they have more field goals. So, um, and that's no field goals. Yeah. Let's let's have a slight tweak. That's around. why
0: I, I have one touchdown, three field goals. I think at halftime, you're looking at like 24 9 or something. Or I'd say 23 9, two touchdowns, two field goals, four drives, 23 9. And then I have them scoring one touchdown in the seven and a half, 16. And I have the Browns getting a, uh, that's 11. So that maybe there's a two-point conversion or something.
1: I'm going to go 23-36. Okay,
0: okay. Jack's taking a big over on the shot. So for all you points betters out there, take the over and then throw some bucks on the points for everyone over. But yeah, I, th- I think you're looking, Browns in the low 30s, Texans in the low teens. You know, if they get up to that 15-16, it's probably going to be some sort of a, maybe a seven or a 10-point fourth quarter. But I think the Browns are going to control this one from the outset and I think they're going to put it in the bag pretty quick. Just me. Just
1: just just my thoughts and two cents there, Mr. Jack. Sounds good to me. It's a, bit, a big matchup this week. We've got two big, big matchups in both fantasy leagues, Hugh versus Paul. So uh, that's going to be oh, an interesting boy. thing to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, I got I to gotta take down the man who can't seem to get the difference between Malcolm Brown and uh, Marquise Brown. So tough day on the waiver wire for Mr. Paul Brown, who confused his... Browns. I'd be curious. I wonder if he's going to pick up Pharaoh Brown. So I think Pharoah Brown would look good. I mean, currently he's starting Tyler Higby as his tight end. So I would, I mean, personally, I would take Pharaoh Brown over Tyler Higby,
1: wouldn't you? I would take neither. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, it'll be a good one. Um, If I'm not mistaken, you have Oh, you're going to go into our boy Matt Hamsky with the Twig and Andrews Berry. So that'll be a good little matchup for you. Fun, fun, fun. I do love the fact that our boy Jack McCurry came out of the gates with a real thud, you know, his un Josh Allen led team, I think put up one of the week low in terms of points. So he's starting the season. And one I victorious with one less player than Mr. Mike Brown's UK, our boy, Mike from the, uh, from the internet, Mike shout out way to take that L with me, not having the opportunity to get Odell Beckham out of the
1: lineup. But, uh, now. Listen up next off season. We'll add another league probably each year. So uh Oh, we'll do more, a little relegation fun, here. Fun, fun.
0: I'll tell you the division two right now. I mean, in terms of the waiver claims and stuff, them boys in division two are fighting. They are fighting for the right to get into division one, man. I pulled up the thing today and seven people had put in waiver claims for this guy and three for this, two for that. I was like, man, I forgot it was waiver day. So I'm going to have to roll back with what I got. Oh, fun,
1: fun, fun. Have
0: a great week guys. And uh we'll be back. Yes, After the game. and hopefully we'll find Paul, who I think is out filming more Extinction Rebellion friends of his. So. But most importantly, none of them are Browns fans, so go
1: Browns. Go Browns.